Trending news right now. What's happened in social media in the last 24 hours? Let's uh, decode uh, with CEO of Decode Communications. Let's unpack that. Social commentator as well, Lorato Seking. Lorato, happy Thursday. How are you? you to asunder and very well yourself i'm good thanks i don't know why i never thought of doing that saying let's decode instead of <laughs> let's analyze <laughs> it makes so much sense i'm awake finally <laughs> all right so today let's talk hashtag whistleblower johan van locherenberg and temba maseko let's start with johan van locherenberg so he's talking about he's the former sa Revenue Services, former SARS executive, talking about government not seriously concerned about protecting whistleblowers as he is a whistleblower himself. So uh, let's start with background in terms of how he became a whistleblower. Yes. So, so uh, Johan, Johan van Lohrenberg was with the uh, revenue collector for the longest time as an executive. And uh, sometime uh, when, or when, when the Nugent Commission was ho- was uh, uh, held. He was one of the. He was one of the, uh, the people who provided a testimony at the at the commission, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and this was, uh, you know, one the, the the commission was really looking into the state capture uh, issue, but uh, mainly looking at the, the how the commission, the then commissioner Tom Moyane, had behaved. In one moving the chairs around to make sure that he gets his lackeys to be in positions to uh, enable uh, what is called state capture, but secondly to then ingratiate himself uh, through you know a number of uh, uh, state uh, or, or, or uh, tenders. For instance, you remember how the the, the Bain issue, uh, Bain and Co. issue became such a big issue in terms of. Uh, raising it right Mm -hmm. but also you'll remember uh, or at least what one of the things that one of the issues that uh johan van lochernberg had been in the media uh, uh, about had been uh, some investigation that was done a while ago by uh, the the investigative team at the sunday times where they were they were said to have been investigating the the rogue unit which of course uh, after, at some point the Sunday Times uh, had to come out and uh, and apologize because the, the, there was or at least as far as the internal report uh, was concerned was that there had been some ethical breaches by the some of the journalists who were part who were part of who were part of the of that team. So, so, so he then mm-hmm. became a person. Yes, he then became a person of interest. Uh, uh, precisely because of that where he was uh, claiming that he was being targeted, uh, but also there had been a a public spread between uh, himself and the current uh, editor of the Pretoria News, who Mm -hmm. at the time was uh, part of the investing, was a senior uh, investigative journalist uh, at the Sunday Times uh, investigating the matter of the, the, the rogue unit. So why he's saying this, that government is not protecting whistleblowers, is because there was a break-in into his home? Yes. So, so, so on, on, uh, on, on Tuesday, there was a break-in into, into his home, which, uh, uh, of course, uh, uh, you know, him being a person of interest. But uh, interestingly, on Friday last week, uh, Temba Maseko, the former uh, CEO of, the, of GCIS, as his home, was broken into right and of course this really on 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 the on the uh, uh, 
bad food or on, on, on the on the just on on the following the issue of the report mm. of the state state capture the first part of the report of the state capture where the one of the focus areas was uh, the, the GCIS and of course Mr. Temba Maseko features a lot there. So the, the biggest challenge, the biggest thing that has been, or at least as part of the recommendations that has come out of the state capture report, has been around the protection of uh, uh, of uh, uh, whistleblowers. But of course, uh, again, anecdotally, if you consider, uh, you know, the the, the, the tragic death uh, and murder of uh, Babita Diokoran, mm. the, the the head of finance in the Department of of health in in Gauteng, or the department of Gauteng, uh, who who was uh, tragically killed in front of her home, uh, and she was a a whistleblower yes. and was going to to provide invest or at least evidence with regards to the PPE uh, tender uh, fraud. Yes. So 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 with with that. There's, there's almost this kind of fear, and mm. and it's not even just about Babita Diokaran. Remember, as far as far back as I think it was in 20, 2014, uh, Amos Paho in in the Rustenburg uh, local municipality, he was said to have had a dossier of litany of of uh, of uh, uh, you know evidence on how the ANC had you know uh, had corruption scandals and the likes. And he was also shot dead in front of his home. So, so when you just follow uh, a number of these cases, Simbiso Magaka uh, is also another one that comes to mind. You remember he was also raising the issues around corruption uh, and, and the like, right? So, mm-hmm. so if you just anecdotally look at a number of people that uh, have been killed uh, under, you know, tragically, but it had been reported that they were either. Uh, having some information or evidence, and uh, seemingly even with government knowing that these people's lives were were, were in danger, uh, they, they had not been adequate protection and security uh, uh, given to them. So, so Johan van Lockeren back uh, on the back of that uh, is really raising this this issue. So, I mean, it, it it can't be coincidence that after one comes forward in a commission and brings forward evidence that something bad happens to them and a burglary is one thing that would be better i mean it's i guess not as bad as death and we hope it doesn't end up we don't hear any more stories like that of uh, babita diokaran but what about these house burglaries in this case of van lochrenberg and maseko that seem to be suspect that that seem to be intimidation are, are, are they saying what they've noted um. So far, there have not been uh, the, the the only report has been that uh, police uh, or cases were opened with, with the South African police services. And the investigations are underway, mm-hmm. uh, but seemingly so. So, if you look at the Van Lochrenberg case in particular, uh, there's some detail in terms of where exactly the the the, the burglars really went to. Right, mm-hmm. uh, his office was at was a target. So, which then talks to whoever was uh, was. Uh, or had burgled into his home uh, may have been looking for spe- something specific. Mm. You know, maybe it could be information in in in, in uh, hard drives, information in computers, or even information in in actual documents itself. Because I guess the 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 issue now would be, uh, you know, the, the the state capture report is really saying, or or at least the, the next phase is the NPA investigating. 
But what then makes what has made things a lot more interesting is that the NPA uh, through Shamila Batohi has uh, it has launched this uh, the, 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 the the special task force that is then going to you know really focus on uh, state capture commission related. Uh, 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 cases right mm-hmm. which means there's, there's an opportunity for them to one be highly specialized but to expedite this and the likelihood is that they will then go to they will start with the people who had provided evidence or had been uh, witnesses at the state capture commission and those people may be sitting with still sitting with some information which uh, whoever it is that is interested then wants to access them and the only way to access them it would be through illegal means you know through burglaries mm. uh, and, and, and the likes and really you know to your point i'm really hoping that uh there will not be no the, no one will will will, will be uh or, or their life will be threatened as, as a result of this but what has been interesting as far as social media is concerned mm-hmm. is that there has been you know a lot of uh empathy and and and, and, and sympathy towards uh you know the, the victims or at least the people who who, who are whistleblowers so so there's, there's a sense of or at least the sentiment in social, on social media is that there's a need for government to do a little bit more than, than it is doing now as far as protecting whistleblowers. And whether it's, you know, some some uh, person in a local municipality in Taung or somebody of, you know, of huge national interest as a Temba Maseko or a, a Johan van Lohrenberg. Another example, a whistleblower, Ethel Williams, who left South Africa in November 2021, saying that he was fearing for his life uh, or he, he felt like his life is in danger. He testified against a consulting firm, uh, Bain and Company, in the State Capture Commission. Are we going to see more cases where whistleblowers feel they need to take matters into their own hands in terms of protecting themselves? And as a result, then, the chances of exposing these illegal acts and this corruption uh, become reduced because they, everyone is fleeing. Uh, un- un- unfortunately, and, and, and again, you know, we know that the challenge in South Africa is that our police service or law enforcement is exceptionally weak, right? Mm. So, therefore, if you are going to take an extraordinary uh, decision like, you know, whistleblowing because you have privileged information or you really want to come out and 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 share your you know testimonies around what 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 happened is is that you will then have to procure uh, or secure the services of of uh, private security, which is which can be very ex- expensive, mm. right, for private citizens in in particular. Uh, fortunately, I've seen uh, there's a there's an uh, organization called Public Interest South Africa, which has come out very hard on on Bain. In fact, they've they've written a letter to uh, the U.S. authorities requesting them to because uh, Bain is domiciled or at least the headquarters are domiciled in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and they are requesting for the U.S. Uh, law enforcement authorities to to investigate Bain as far as that. But they've gone on to even make a a call. And, and they are they are calling on South Africans to say if we, if they were to put together a kitty of some sort where you know you and I and many other South Africans can put in some money and that fund is ring fenced or those funds are ring fenced for uh, paying for private security for uh, whistleblowers those you know those who are uh, you know well known like Evan Lohrenberg and Athol Williams or many others that that may not be 
in the public eye as, as, as possible. So, so, so that's a positive development there. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, if you think about a greater Dao municipality, the likelihood is that somebody may not be as emboldened as an, an Athol Williams uh, to, to, to one come out, mm. uh, you know, speak, they, they share their truth, two, document it in a book, uh, three, even have the wherewithal to leave the country where they feel that their lives, uh, you know, their, their, their life is, is in danger. This president now may be earning a lot less. So, 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 so it becomes uh, uh, very difficult for majority of the whistleblowers to want to, uh, you know, come up. So hopefully the actions by such the, the uh, civil society organizations as public interest mm. South Africa will embolden more people because then uh, they, they will get the necessary protection and assistance and support. Well, another similar group is the Whistleblowers for Change, um, and they are calling that or proposing that there is compensation for whistleblowers for loss of income. We've got the Protected Disclosures Act, but it doesn't provide for this compensation. Using the example of the U.S., so, I mean, there's the uh, Whistleblower Protection Act there and the Whistleblower Protection Enhancement Act, where one can be awarded between 10 to 30 percent of the monetary sanctions collected as a result of a successful uh, action after corruption has been proven to have taken place. Do you think we could follow suit in South Africa? I, I, I think we should, we should definitely uh, uh, do consider that. And, and, and the reason uh, we should, Asanda, it, it is because, uh, you know, while a, a lot of, you know, the acknowledgement, and, and maybe this is something that uh, whether we like her or not, or whether we like that, her timing may have been uh, off or not. Uh, li- uh, Minister Lindia Susulu's piece talking about, mm-hmm. uh, or at least questioning uh, the, the efficacy of our constitution and, and the law in particular. It talks directly to what you're raising now. So here you have the Protected Disclosures Act, which is meant to, you, you know, be an instrument, a legal instrument that, uh, you know, uh, provides a framework on how. Uh, how whistleblowers must be protected. Unfortunately, uh, the, the state agencies, because they've been hollowed, like an NTA, which ordinarily you know would then be responsible for, and the hawks and many many others, right, mm. uh, are meant to be uh, uh, providing this kind of uh, support uh, to this to to, to this uh, uh, to, to this law in, in particular. They are not able to because uh, one, their their caseload is too is too big. Two, they don't have the, the capacity to deal with just the current caseload. So now if you were to uh, burden them with uh, something else that has to do with, you know, them having to worry about uh, whistleblowers and the likes, uh, you're likely not to have it as effective. Therefore, the, 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 the idea should then be, and, and of course, again, the challenge is that our fiscus is not as strong as, as it, it should be. So, so it then means that even if you are to set up such a, or, or you, you know, you, you, you are to set up, set up such a, a regime mm-hmm. to say uh, whistleblowers must then be compensated and the likes, you are going to find that we don't have the funds to do that. And you, you may then find, uh, you have to find a different or creative way to say, where do we raise the funds the, the fund, the fund from? Of course, uh, uh, Somebody such as uh, somebody like uh, uh, Professor Tulima Dontela has raised, uh, you know, a suggestion to say one: let's have an amnesty uh, to, uh, you know, to everyone 
who was involved, particularly in the state capture, right? Mm. That will encourage whistleblowers to come through. But secondly, uh, then create a fund that is not necessarily administered uh, by the NPA. Like, you know, you, you see the uh, Business Leadership South Africa had uh, proposed to say that they will give the NPA some money so that they can, uh, you know, have uh, uh, some financial resources to investigate the cases. Professor Madonzela is saying this money should then be sent to Treasury so that the in- interested parties may not have a sway uh, in terms of, you know, who is being investigated, to what extent they can be investigated. So, so I think it's really just a matter of uh, while there are many challenges, uh, how do we creatively and in the moment ensure that we encourage and embolden whistleblowers to come up, uh, but secondly, uh, there is enough money to yeah. either compensate them to uh, uh, you know, find a way of making sure that there's adequate and enough security uh, to protect the, themselves and their families. Okay, let's move on talking uh, football, talking soccer. Hashtag AFCON uh, Tuesday night. Uh, the Komodos faced Ghana and uh, there was a surprise win there. Yes. Uh, or oh, let me say a surprise so the, loss. The, 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 I don't know if it's a surprise win or a surprise <laughs> loss. <laughs> well, listen, if you are a South African, whichever way you look at it, it is good news. Yeah. Right? It, it's poetic, poetic justice at its best. So, so uh, Ghana was uh, uh, participating. It's participating in the in the uh, Afcon, and uh, they, they, you know, they, they really had a very rocky Afcon. Uh, they, are, they are worst ever. It is, they, they are, according to the statistics, it's, it's, they, are, they are worst ever. Uh, they were when when when, when Afcon started uh, on the ninth. Uh, they were one of the favorites to not only just advance to the next round, mm. uh, but but maybe you know to be in the in the semifinals. But uh, you know, of course, South Africans uh, were not too happy about how uh, Ghana uh, you know progressed to to the Afcon and the the, the World Cup qualifiers uh, in November as a result of that dubious decision by by the referee in the match in in, in November. So when they, when they uh, one first lost their, their uh, when, when, when they they lost their first game, uh, there, there was a jubilation uh, among South Africans. Of course, they then went on to draw their next game, and losing to Comoros was uh, was quite a a something else. Not only because uh, you know South Africans had wanted Ghana to lose, but but uh, some sort of a shift in terms of. Uh, generally, you expect uh, bigger footballing nations such as a, a Ghana to be dominant, and whereas Minos, like a Comoros, they are, and they are Minos in every way, right? One, they, yeah. they are an island nation, very small in, 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 in headcount. Uh, they, they, they are not known for winning anything significant, uh, even in the regional, in the regional fo- football. So, 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 so there was no expectation uh, whatsoever. For, for them to to, to, to to win that game and and fortunately uh, they did and I say fortunately because you know as a South African I truly uh, had, had uh, wanted Ghana not to progress and I think <laughs> you know the sentiment if you, if you look at the sentiment uh, mm. in on social media uh, people are, are upset because remember in in 2010 when Bafana Bafana did not progress when we hosted the World Cup Bafana Bafana did not progress to the next round and Ghana did. Mm. Uh, South Africans affectionately, uh, you know, uh, gave uh, Ghana the moniker Bagana Bagana, <laughs> right? And and out of solidarity, right? So here you have 
a feeling, a sense of, uh, you know, that we, we, are, we were behind the black stars when they needed us. Uh, and, and when, uh, uh, you know, when, when they get a dubious decision uh, going for, for them, but also with the claim that there may have been money that exchanged hand from a brown envelope point of view, they are not even coming out to denounce that. Right. Instead, they feeling that South Africans are bamat and, and, and all of that. Mm. So, so, so I guess, uh, hence, it was a, a game of interest uh, for for many South Africans. Okay, so Ghana's out, and we were sour. Now we feel like justice has been served. <laughs> hey, no, games uh, of uh, soccer. Uh, eh? if, if, if you look at, if, if you look at, uh, uh, you know, if, if, if you look at some, some of the, the, the tweets uh, that, that have been interesting. And, and, and to, to the point that, that you are saying, while South Africans are happy, they're actually even advocating for, uh, they're, they're asking our ancestors to work a lot more harder, <laughs> even when uh, during the, the, the World Cup, when, when uh, uh, Ghana uh, will, will be vying for the World Cup, yeah. uh, World Cup or the final stages of the World Cup qualifiers. So I guess we are not seeing the end of, We're still uh, sour. of it. <laughs> the poor black stars, man. But also on the <laughs> soccer front, uh, well, let's talk hashtag Pito, Pito Musimane reacting to uh, a FIFA coach award snub. So he was snubbed at a prestigious award ceremony despite his achievements that he's had. What do you make of this? He didn't make the shortlist for uh, best FIFA men's coach award. Uh, and, 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 and this has been unfortunate, right? And, 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 and you know, if you, if you consider how FIFA has always been, or not always, but for the longest time, had been regarded as a mafia organization where, you know, you, you can tell that there are certain decisions that are taken, uh, you know, with a bias to, towards certain nations mm. and, and to favor certain footballing confederations. Uh, you, you then get the sense that the Confederation of African Football uh, for the longest time has been snapped on a number on a number of things. Remember, you know, when we hosted the World Cup, it was for the first time in uh, footballing history of FIFA. Africa, you know, Africa hosted the, the the Cup of Nations, and it is said that you know it may take a long while again before we get there. So just from the politics of football, mm. you you have this kind of uh, Africa as the poor cousin, uh, as, as as it were, right? But when you look at the timeline of uh, of the, 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 this nomination, the, this uh, you know the announcement by FIFA, uh, you know that Ito will not will not uh, be part of uh, the nominees. The, the I think the, the interesting part was when a a one Rory Smith who uh, writes for the New York Times uh, yeah. raised this issue, right? Yeah. And it, I, I, I suspect because you know the New York Times is one of the biggest. Uh, the, the most one of the rec- most recognized uh, publications in the world. Then it really brought the, the matter uh, to the fore, where previously it was you know a member amongst Africans about an African that you know everyone feeling that is not, and that seemingly emboldened people because even before this article, uh, he had been asked the question, he had not responded to 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 the questions, but after this article, he then uh, he, you know uh, uh, spoke out. And, and I guess it shows how when there is solidarity, uh, it, it, it helps to elevate issues uh, and even center them to the point where wh- while FIFA may not reverse their decision not to consider a pizza, but now the spotlight is on how 
you know, and and I can you know bet my last rand that you know it's pure racism, right? Right? Because we know that in 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 these spaces it's it's seemingly dominated by white males and 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 soccer in FIFA in particular. So 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 it's no coincidence that Apito would you know when you look at the kind of success that he has achieved. Pound for pound, he is actually the most successful coach when you look at everyone else that, that has been that has been nominated, right? Mm-hmm. But of course, the biggest challenge is always uh, South, the, the African uh, football standard has always been regarded and considered as inferior, and that is why African players, uh, were, for them to be considered to play at major European leagues, they then have to, you know, they must have. Uh, played X number of games uh, in those respective leagues and 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 and, and the likes. So so you realize that Africans are given a different standard versus either European counterparts or even those who come yeah. from the uh, you know either America the, the Americas or uh, the oceanic oceanic uh, continent. Are you happy that he did say you know in that New York Times article he did note that there is a complete absence of black coaches. And also saying, I mean, imagine even how much black African coaches stand a chance then to be in Europe's major leagues instead of just, you know, maybe sugarcoat the issue or, or just be nice about it. In, in fact, one, I'm glad that it's a piece of that is here because, you know, if you if you think about any South African coach, either, a, a, you know, that, that, that may be good in the sense that they may have some, had some achievement. Many of them are very diplomatic, Right. Whether it's a, mm. a Gordon Igerson who has won, you know, the, 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 the PSL a number of times and, and a few others, right? So you need somebody like a Pizzo that you know that uh, from time to time he has this outburst. Uh, outbursts of proof, uh, but, 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 but most importantly, somebody who, uh, you know, knows that he has overachieved and his achievements, are, are, you know, are, are not as well recognized. So, so, so you, you, you need somebody who's going to almost be a champion because then everyone else is going to be emboldened by somebody like Epito who, one, uh, raises his voice. Uh, but secondly, uh, you know, uh, his achievements speak for himself, for themselves. So, so you, you, you can't even criticize him to say, yeah, but, you know, you're just uh, uh, speaking because you have sour grapes or what, what, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So absolutely he is the right person to have spoken out. And, and I'm really hoping, of course, we, we know that there's always the dynamic of, uh, you know, backroom politics, always trying to rein, in pe- rein people in and the likes. I'm really hoping that uh, from time to time, he will use uh, his voice to speak on behalf of uh, African coaches, uh, you know, taking the fight to uh, both CAF and FIFA uh, in particular. All right. Well, finally, let's talk hashtag cream, a restaurant that was visited by the EFF, the Economic Freedom Fighters in Gauteng, uh, in, in the Mall of Africa. One of the restaurants they have, were going to in their call for uh, the employment ratios to change. Do you think uh, this whole thing has a potential to cause divisions between South Africans and foreigners, or will it be seen as a, a move to increase employment for South Africans and protect foreigners from being exploited? And, and unfortunately, because uh, it's politicians who are taking charge of this one, 
Asanda, you know, the, the, the sincerity, their sincerity uh, is always, and, and credibility is always questionable, right? Uh, my reading of the of, of the, the, the issue has been that the EFF probably uh, sat down uh, and, and, and did an analysis of their performance in November one local one uh, local government elections, and and the indications may be that uh, one of the reasons they did not perform as well maybe you, you know their, their policy position around. Uh, Af- around uh, foreign nationals, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that majority of their, or at least as part of their seven cardinal pillars, uh, majority of those uh, 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 issues they raise from those pillars resonate with many South Africans, right? But uh, mm-hmm. the, the issue is not even just about uh, about uh, you know foreign nationals uh, versus South Africans. The big issue is we sitting at the unemployment rate that is at about 34.9 percent, the, the, you know, at, at its at its highest, and with, uh, with, with the, the the youth unemployment sitting at just close to uh, 70 percent, right? Which is a it's no longer a ticking time bomb, right? You you you, you then have politicians who mm. use that and take advantage of that uh, uh, this moment to then politic. Right, because one, they know that if you come up with messaging that is going to give a sense that when a restaurant employs a foreign national uh, instead of a South African, it then means that it exacerbates the problem. But also, you then have a dysfunctional uh, or, or a non-responsive government in the Department of Employment and Labour, whose responsibility is part of enforcing the, 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 the number of laws that, that, that are in place to ensure that they use the, the inspectorate division to, you know, do the spot checks, mm. uh, spot visits to this, uh, the restaurants wherever there are claims that, you know, that there are uh, human or there are, there are labor, uh, labor rights being infringed, uh, infringement, and, 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 and. You, you, you get the sense that it is it is going to continue to be a a, a hot potato uh, yeah. because government does not have the capacity to deal with it. But the EFF will always find a way of, uh, in, 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 a, in a very expedient manner, uh, exploit this. Is it going to, to end well for for uh, uh, foreign nationals in South Africa? I think that, you know, since 2008, we've seen how this kind of sentiment always ends. And, and we've seen many in, in many townships where, uh, whether it's uh, the, the Pakistanis, uh, Bangladeshis, uh, spaza shops being attacked, other foreign nationals, uh, you know, lives be, 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 being, being threatened. And of course, it does not help that you have things like the Operation Bidulas, where, the, the, you know, there's a group of people in Soweto who are trying to, you know, who, who are trying to get rid of uh, uh, foreign nationals at the Barra taxi rank. And in, in many other in, in many other areas, you, you, you have the Gaitin McKenzie's of this world, who you know his party did not do as well in the local government elections as well. But he will you know use this emotive issue to rile South Africans to say the problem is the foreigners, whether it's crime, whether it's jobs, or or, or, or the other. So 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 the, uh, unfortunately, the politicians are taking us down a very 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 uh, uh, slippery slope. And uh, a dark path asunder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless the law enforcement agencies uh, sit up, do 
something about it, we are in big trouble. Yeah, as you say, it's a hot potato one, and, and the debates will continue on that. Let's leave it on that note. We are out of time. Uh, Lorato, thanks again for joining us, and happy Thursday to you. Happy Thursday to you, too. Asanda, have a good day. Thank you. Lorato Tseking is social commentator and CEO of Decode Communications, discussing trending topics. Uh, we're going to take a short break, and then I think there's a voice note. Uh, somebody wants uh, to talk on whistleblowing. Robert in Greytown, I see your good morning message, and they're uh, saying happy Thursday. The same to you there, fam. So uh, on whistleblowing, what do you have to say? And then we'll take a, a break.